Welcome, y'all, back to the ride to the All Heart Podcast. My name is Thea Monyang. And I'm Noni Lamar. And we are here to heal the culture by talking about joy and... Pleasure. 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 And we do a damn good job of it if we should say so ourselves. Our resident Leo has already patted us on the back. Boom. <laughs> Boom. Why not? We start in February off real. <laughs> Oh, it is black. a it is a black black futures month. It's black futures month. It's love. You know, we got a lot of things going on right what, now. What do you imagine in the black future? Well, you know, uh, well, I can't say it because it's in my book. Okay, and I ain't trying to release all my secrets. Okay, but let's just say I do see in our future a lot less giving of fucks. Okay, no fucks given. No fucks given. I see a lot less of that and a lot more intention on creating. Okay. Okay. What do you see? I see um, when somebody's really light skinned, they should know that they mm. light skinned. <laughs> I see a future. <laughs> Thea, we're not living in these binaries. Thea, let's talk about let's talk about a little bit of colorism before we jump into colorism our episode. Okay, I, I, Thea, are real. you? I want everybody to pause this episode. <laughs> Go to um, theamonier.com <laughs> and take a look at Thea's photo. You can also go to All Heart Podcast, Instagram. Her photo's posted there. You you're know? saying you're right. I need a therapist here. We're going to read. I'm so. About this conversation. So, um, me and Thea, we talk. I'm out uh, myself. I don't consider myself light skinned, okay? Now, folks around me know I'm going to steal it from Noni. <laughs> folks around me know I just, it just don't, I just, it just don't feel the same. Now, do I understand? Thea, you are the color of Beyonce. I hold. I do recognize that I hold light skin privilege. I don't really, really. Yeah, I have to. I mean, I I was raised in a home where me and my sister were two different colors. There you know we go. There so we I, go. I very much am clear we all on that. we all know TT I is don't beautiful feel like and I dark have skin. Light skin behaviors and tendencies. <laughs> Shout out to all my light skin friends. Love you know, it. I, we, we know love I got it. a lot of light skin we love friends. It. But y'all know. Y'all. You know we have to check that internally. So what's that mean? I never been light skinned, so I don't know what light skin behavior is. You know you can fall into the hype. You know I'll tell you what to snatch you out the hype though. If you foresee, you get snatched out the hype. Like you may get some light skin credit, but you lose the hair credit. So it's kind of like you know two steps forward, two steps back. So you may feel like you something for a second, and then somebody snatch you back and be like, but your hair is like that. You okay, know what, what if you four B? I don't really it. know much about. <laughs> I mean, I'm the fours, you know, shout out to the so fours. So I wonder, I think, I think our friend Tamara Blue listens to this episode. I wonder, Tamara, you let us know, do you, do you consider yourself light skinned? Cause you got 4C hair. Is Tamara well. like me? Is she like, she, she understands what I'm talking about, about behaviors. Uh, we got, we gotta, we gotta have her write in. We There's some stuff in. light skinned folk do where you just be like, like what? <laughs> I'm trying to get you I'm trying to get you A show with the light skinned people I mean And you just have to You know you I mean I've been I've been Because this, the world this. does treat Light skinned people different You yeah. know So because of that You can't like Buy into that And sometimes There be some entitlement shit That be going down You look at it You be like That's that That's that shit You know what I'm saying I mean colorism is real I it's grew. Real. I grew up See here's the thing I grew up in a house Where I was the darkest You mm-hmm. know Of all the women in my family So I didn't even know my true color on the spectrum right. until I went to college. Right. You know, so I didn't know where I was. On the spectrum. No. You didn't know you was brown. 
I'm a dark brown, mm-hmm. but I thought I was black as night. Remember, we said we should be, we should have, that is supposed to have flavors to it. And then that takes away this whole colorism thing. Like, we I should have, have a, the mocha. No, 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 no. I have a big you problem. Don't like I have a, re- I have like a real big problem white. that black people always want to compare our color to fucking cuisine. What's wrong with that? Mocha, peanut butter. That's, what's wrong with it? Chocolate. What's the problem with it? Uh, what is it? Cinnamon. What's wrong? <laughs> I don't see a problem. I'm trying to find the flaws. It's so corny, man. It's not corny. It's delicious. (laughs) It's not corny. It's beautiful. And it gives us more range than light skin, dark skin. That's so limited. I thought we fighting binaries in 2019. I would like to fight the binary of colors. So what color are you? Let me think about that. Cafe Ole? Cafe (laughs) I I thought we agreed on this before, though, that I can't remember what flavor I chose. I don't know. I mean, I'm the I'm the color of a real root, of a of a legit like of a legit root. I'm the color of a southern root. I don't know. I mean, I like to feel like I I'm can be in the flower car- meets can I fit the, the oil compartment. Can I fit in the caramel? You are not caramel. What the fuck? I don't understand. <laughs> I do so. You You're know. not caramel. Maybe your hands are caramel. I'm not gonna. My hands. That's what I'm looking at. I can't okay. see my, my own. My okay, own well, we looking at you, money. Like <laughs> you can't look at faces. Faces don't be tan and the rest. Like I have a. I have I a. We should go by the back of the hand. I have a question for you. All our white listeners, close your ears. Do you have a problem <laughs> when you hear a light skinned woman that doesn't have four C hair nor um, African features say, nigga, does it bother you? You know, this is controversial. This I'm is sorry. Controversial. You know, if I know they black, it don't bother me. Okay, I'm just wondering. But if, just if I personal don't preference. know, if they not, then it's personal I, preference. Then I do prick up a bit. You know, I mean, I some of my bi- some of my biracial friends will tell you, and they say they gotta start laughing. They gotta. Uh, they they like, be like, yeah, 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 nigga. And then I just start laughing. Like, I'm just like in stitches. I'm like, that's cute. It's cute. It's different. <laughs> it is different as we go through the flavors. What if they Puerto Rican? <laughs> Let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. <laughs> Okay, let's do our heart to heart today. <sighs> you know, this segment, our first segment is, is is called Heart to Heart. And this is where Thea and I share what's on our heart today. This could be anything from, you know, a corrupt um, government to um, love hip hop. You never know. You never know. <clears throat> so what's on your heart, Thea? So, you know, what's on my heart right now is money. Okay. And so... You know, we're going to talk about this later. Okay. So we're not going to go into this. Gonna we're not going to go into too much detail. We're not going to go into too much detail. But let's just say that soon there will be an episode about this because, you know, I read a lot of books. I do a lot. of. I'm a studious person. Okay. And there has to be some reason I have not read things on mm. money, mm. you know. So I'm trying to expand my horizons in that department. I'll have more info in a couple of weeks. But what part of that conversation, though... Let's do a little pre-party. Come on. A little pre-party? Yeah, come Part on. of that conversation is what, you know, I had wrote down on my outline, had been uh, mentorship, okay. right? The importance of sometimes your relationship with money comes through mentorship, what people teach you about money, tell you about money, mm-hmm. how they handle it. Like, whether that's intentional, conscious mentorship or just, like, watching your mama pay bills, right? Right. All of that range is about mentorship and money, and so it's really making me reflect on 
not just what I learned watching people with money without having an active conscious person to teach me about it. Like not saying like this person's good with money. Let me look at them and learn from them. But also what I've been teaching my children about that and how that ties into whether or not we're teaching law of abundance, law of scarcity, or whether that contradicts. So like I'm okay with wealth in every other aspect of the word. Every other aspect of wealth I feel like I have in my life, whether that's health, family, friends, you know, creativity, but cash money, cash money, the specific thing. And so I'm looking at now how I've translated that to my children and how that contradicts what I teach them in every other way. I teach them about abundance and all these other ways except money. And so part of me learning this and unlearning this is so that I can undo what I've probably likely taught them, like passed down my anxiety about, you know, money. I don't remember having anxiety about money early on, but when my parents separated and my mom had to rebuild, Mm. which I've had to do too, that's when I felt the anxiety about money kick in watching that rebuilding process. Because before then, it really wasn't even a thought in my mind. I didn't see the money. I didn't see the handling of the money. But then I saw it all the time. I saw my mom laboring to like rebuild her credit, laboring to, mm. you know, maintain a household. And it just, it just created this sort of um, idea of like, you know, just sort of survival, money and survival, but not never thinking of money as I'm doing it now, as my spirituality is opening up, I'm thinking of it more as a just a resource like anything else, right? As something that kind of ebbs and flows mm-hmm. and, and that you can attract and all these different things. But these are principles that I've applied in other areas of my life, but never thought to apply it there. And then I was thinking about like growing up in certain traditions, certain faith traditions, you know, you hear... It's hard of easier for a camel to get through the eye of heaven than a rich man. You know, you hear I mean, you hear a lot of things that are like blessed so, are the poor. So you, you know, can stay poor and right, not puke. Right. So I realize it's been interesting to realize that I've been carrying a spirit of poverty in that particular part of my life when I feel and I'm so against that kind of thinking in all areas. Um, and so I'm really open on what I'm praying for right now is a is a, is a mentor, is somebody who gets my how I feel about life, about things, that things have to be done authentically and with integrity, but also that the byproduct of that can be, you know, wealth in a money form as well. Yeah. Mm. You ever heard this um, song that goes like this? Hey, hey, what you want to do today? Hey, yay, I want to get paid. Payday, 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 payday. Hey, hey, what you going to do today? Hey, uh, uh. Man, I'm gonna tell you. About to drop some verse. I'm telling you. That's that's song, that's your jam. That's that that is a that is a key to the universe. Right. I'm saying like this. Ebony Janice would love that because you know she does hip hop theology. Uh, listen, <laughs> like this this is the thing. You know this is this is your on your heart. But I'm just gonna respond. Yes, please, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna respond to what's because on your you heart. are the opposite of me when it comes to this. Hey, you don't even hey, know what, what I'm talking about half say. the time. Hey, like I don't hey, understand yeah. what the problem Get is. Pay. Hey, what is the problem? Payday, payday, <laughs> yay, yay, payday, payday. Mm-hmm. I put that song on within like mm, three hours. <laughs> you done made some money. Yeah, somebody called me, asked me, I want to get paid. Yes, 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 yes. Every time. Every time. Who's that by? I'm going to add that to my Spotify. It's Slum Village. Got it. I'm on it. Detroit does it better. I'm got it. I'm just saying, like, it's not, I, I can't, I have to stop saying it's not that hard, but I really do feel like blocks with money are, are 
so easily gotten over with the power of the mind. Like if you understand, no, for sure. if you understand the subconscious mind, like to me, the key first, like people want to like jump, jump into the law of attraction, mm. but you haven't really dealt with your subconscious mind and mm. how your subconscious mind works. We can use our tools mm. that are really fun mm-hmm. Like music, mm-hmm. how like most of hip hop is about money. I'm waking up to level up right now. I also like saying. I be getting to the money. Everybody mad. Hey, think I mean, I'm making too much money. But why? But, but see, me, me, me personally, I don't want nobody mad. <laughs> nobody <I'm> mad. <laughs> but that's my jam. <laughs> Same old from the block. That means I'll be doing yoga today. But I'm about to challenge you. Right. But get ready, Leo. Okay, I'm about I'm to ready. challenge I'm you. Ready. I'm ready. We got y'all should know we two we two fix signs. Okay, fixed. we both fixed. We both right. It is what it is. We both we both right. It is what it is. <laughs> so you know everybody mad. So let's let's uh, no I but, get but, but, but yeah. wait 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 hold on. Mm-hmm. So what's in that what's in that actual line is. There's going to be People, conflict yes, or yes, contention yes, with absolutely. me getting paid. Absolutely. There's absolutely. going to, th- th- it's a consciousness that we're continuing yes. to perpetuate, you know? Yes. And so for me. Well, we say things like, you know, you'll, you have to leave people behind and, you know, like. They, this is a all a things. joke. Yeah. This is yeah. all a joke. Like, yeah. th- th- this is not actually the reality of right. things. Like, right. th- it's, it's just not. There's yeah. so many people. I mean. I think my one of my homegirls had me come meet this um this billionaire this sometime last year. She's like, Oh, I met this billionaire, why don't you meet her? I went up there. This is a regular human being, like right. a regular black woman living in a regular ass house right. and was a billionaire. Right. And and most people I think would try to do something to uh, solidify that relationship. Yeah. yeah. That's not if I'm if I feel a vibe with a person I feel yeah. a vibe if I don't feel a vibe it don't matter how much yeah. you got because I know whatever you have access to I do mm-hmm. but what it, what it made me realize you know one thing that that billionaire was saying was like one thing that that billionaire went and invested in is actual like going to get creative people's mm-hmm. like what do you do on the weekends oh we go and buy um like a uh, music rights. Like songs that mm-hmm. oh we let, let me go buy that catalog mm-hmm. let me go buy this catalog like talking to me about my art oh what are you working on what are you writing mm-hmm. okay are you passionate about it mm-hmm. if you're not passionate about it it's not a good investment for anybody right, right. like those kind of mentalities mm-hmm. I I just think that that we we've been fed a lot of lies about Absolutely. about it and like when we are really training our subconscious mind we need to be putting in our subconscious mind how easy and fun yes. and exciting it is to get money and that we can do it we can do it together yes. like there's so much of it now like, my number 8 Taurus <laughs> as you stand on this mountaintop yes. i have my numerology is number she's 8 a fucking 8 y'all which means Look it up. it's powerhouse nine. and money she's also a Taurus yeah. so her relationship with money it's, it's literally dope. written in the stars, it's right? Dope. For those of us, so I, but I feel you because I'm like this when I'm talking about people with discipline, like getting projects done, right? right? I'm very prolific. I get shit done. I'm very productive, right? I'll be like, Noni, I'm building a website. Noni, I'm done with the website. Right. Like that's how she goes. But what I say, I say the same thing. It's mental. I say I'm going to do it, and I do it. It's the same. That's what I'm saying. The universe I think we is all men- have the, the same universe principles. Is mental. 
everything is mental. That's the first law. Yeah, yeah. That's the first law, right? Yeah. But it's just where we're applying it. We're not applying it across the board a lot of the times. So I that's what's money blowing my is, mind is money that. Money is I can, so fun. Like <laughs> money, you get some money, you can do so many things with it. You know how Y'all much, should see the smile you know, right now. You know how much drama I've had people give me about me loving money? It's so ridiculous to me. No, like. I, I admire it. I keep people <laughs> like you, Crystal, like people who like Mark, people who like the shiny things. You have to be in my life because I'll be like, oh, I'll go over here and eat a cracker or two. <laughs> and just, you know, I'm, I'm long suffering. You know, when it comes to money, I'm, I've been long suffering. But what I realized and what this has helped me realize is it's the same principle. And literally, as I'm reading books, I'm underlining. Like this is the Kabbalion. This is the Course in Miracles. This is this this is the same idea, right? It's just applying it to that, and like you said, enjoying it because joy is the key to everything. A joy is the key to attracting so many things. Hey, no, nothing, nothing hey, wants to come to today? a nothing hey, wants to come to hey. a frowned up place. No, <laughs> nothing ever wants to come to a frowned up place. This is why we're doing what we're doing because if you can infuse joy in all these parts yeah. of your life, it, it's not a thing. I think money's fun. Well, I do too. <laughs> I think money is fun and abundant, and I have a big ass noni smile on my face right now. Hey, so what's on my heart? Look, y'all should know I'm aggressive today. She's listen. From the time we got in the car, I was like, "Ooh, this feels different." I'm aggressive this, today. This feels different. Can't be the same every day. Can't be the same every. Can't day. be the same every I don't day. Know what I'm this a is sweet. Be. I'm a sweet kind. Y'all notice? Being. You don't hear that voice? Hey, y'all. I'm We're here to sweet. talk about. I'm aggressive today. <laughs> People want a joke? Call me biracial. I'm black today. <laughs> You're black. I'm black. Black. You black. Black. Black on black on black on black. Look at the black. Look at the black. Look at the black. Um, what's on my heart today is false prophets. Oh shit! Shit! False prophets. That's what's on my heart. <sighs> this is Yo, just black. Up? This is gangster black. Listen, we talked about the shades. <laughs> this is black pepper black. Hey man. I'm tired of everybody out here trying to get paid, trying to heal other people, and you're broken as fuck. I'm really tired of mm-hmm. it. Mm-hmm. Look, you I ain't don't, doing the work. Look, I don't ever say that I'm at the finish line. No. I don't even call myself a healer. Mm. I'm helping you heal yourself. Mm-hmm. That's it. As your mm-hmm. friend, as your your comrade, whatever it is, like I'm just here to be a mirror for you to mm-hmm. remind you that you are divine. That's mm-hmm. all. Mm-hmm. But all of this, like I feel like Everybody is Tony Robbins. You're not all Tony Robbins. Even Tony Robbins ain't don't ain't. I mean, Tony Robbins, though. Let me say a little something oh, about Tony Robbins. <laughs> this is where the shiny kicks in. <laughs> nah. Tony Robbins used the power that he had, which is to master emotions. He's a Pisces. He can master the emotional world. And he figured out how to use that. To me, this is my perspective, mm-hmm. watching a Tony Robbins documentary. Because this is all, you know. I don't really know him. Mm-hmm. I never met Tony we Robbins. But what I see Tony Robbins doing, I see him using what he's a master at, and that's the emotional world. And being, being able to tap into the emotions of other people. I think he, he, he holds a lot of mastery there. Mm-hmm. But this is my problem right now. People are teaching without mastery. Mm. Now, there are things that I, I'm a master on. I could teach. There are things that I am not a master on. Mm-hmm. I cannot teach you how to clean your house. Don't come over here for that. I am not a master on that. <laughs> you won't and just, get it. And just because I do the, the Kanzo method once, mm-hmm. I can't go tell you how to organize right. your life. Right. Just because I read three books on it. Right. No, I can't. I'm dis, I like, like I can't. Or, now, let me be clear. I'm very organized like on my computer. Yes. 
Yeah. But if you come over to my drawers, <laughs> them shits ain't folded up and color coded. It's just yeah. I know how to or, I know how to organize like I know how to produce something. I know how to organize information very well. Yeah. I could teach that. Yeah. But that would be in my lane. But why do why does everyone feel like they got to teach something and make money from it instead of being a fucking creator? Like yeah. create some some examples for us. No, you know people. It's a big world. Don't make there. me try. <laughs> it's a big world. It's a big world. I I'm confused. I I think I need a name <laughs> or two. Nah. No, no. <laughs> I thought we was aggressive today. <laughs> Call them out. Pull them out. That's called petty. <laughs> Shit. Petty Pelosi. <laughs> My favorite politician. Right. I now. think, and, and you know why I wouldn't name a name is because. What I see that bothers me and anyone else, there is a seed of it in myself. Mm. The seed in myself that feels like I need to give unsolicited advice to somebody mm. for their life. Mm. When I ain't got mm. my own relationship all the way together, mm. who the fuck am I to tell you what to do? And what I wanted to do with this platform that we have is to really discuss ourselves, our process, yeah. how we're coming to information, the information that we do have, the information that we're looking for. A curiosity yeah. to really dive in and discover things together, right? Yeah. With having some mastery. Yeah. Do, do we you, know the laws of the universe? Yes. Yes, we have the basic laws yeah. of the universe. Do we know all the laws? No. And I do not appreciate everybody going into other people's pockets yeah. and charging 700, 800,000, 2,000, 3,000, 4,000. Thea, some of the stuff that you're doing, you have actual mastery in it. Yeah. You've been in the practice. You've been in the trenches of it. Yeah. That's that's really important to me, you know? Yeah. You've been and in I the, the trenches thing, of something. And I don't sell it as, like, it's the only thing that will work for you either. Like, it's like, hey, this is what I know. I'll offer it to you. You take it or leave it. It works for you. Yeah, it may not work but, for but you. People pay me to be a consultant. Like, yeah, it's people not pay like, me to be a, an artistic mm-hmm. consultant. I've been doing, I've been a creator for mad years. Yeah. Mad yeah, years. Yeah. I've been doing what I'm doing for a lot of years. Yeah. And so I know how to do those things. You can pay me to yeah. produce something. Yeah. That's something that I'm a master at. I can teach you how to do that yeah. because I've yeah. been doing that. Yeah. But someone who comes along and read a couple of books yeah. and saw a, a series of videos on YouTube yeah. and then want to hold workshops, I'm, I'm calling you a false prophet, dog. Yeah. Like I just am. I'm, I'm really tired of people giving all their hope to other people. And you yeah. know why? Because it's not giving it to yourself. Self. Mm. I remember I was in a church where, you know, I was in a church. I'm not even going to say what church mm. it was. And I remember turning around and saying, why is there even a pastor here? Mm. I don't understand. Isn't this new thought teaching mm-hmm. that ye are gods? If mm-hmm. we all are God, then we should rotate this bitch every week. Mm-hmm. And everybody you talk shares, this right, week, right, you talk that right, week, you talk right. this week. Like, I'm really anti like this guru culture where mm-hmm. everybody is self-proclaimed with the answers. Mm. If you feel like I'm hitting you, I'm not hitting you. I'm just questioning you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm just questioning you to use your platform in a way where you're just trying to open up and say, you know, I, I have a friend, Melinda. I like how Melinda uses her platform. I'm going to give you a shout out, Melinda. I like how you use your platform. You don't say, I got all the answers. You don't even say, I have any of the answers. You say, I'm in this journey. Won't you come with me? Mm -hmm. And we can come together. Mm -hmm. And yes, I'm going to put the time to create this container. Mm -hmm. And I would like to know if you can can support me in creating this container financially. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But I'm going to also bring other masters, yeah. other experts yeah. to the table, and we're going to pay them for, for their expertise. Yeah. But we're walking in a journey together where yeah. we're both learning and growing and, and expanding. Yeah. If any of us feel that we, who are not elders, right. this, is, this is the key to me. Yeah. We are not elders. Yeah. And we feel like we got the keys to understanding. Yeah. I'm sorry, dog. Like, I got a problem with it. I got a problem with it. And, and and you know what the the other thing is it's nothing but a prison for you. You can't be a human being. Yeah. Because oh, then people sure. are going to think that you people are going to think that you you ain't okay. So you are this kind of a healer, you're this kind of a priest, you're this kind of a person. Da 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 da. da all this stuff. And you can't you now now you can't go eat your little pork sandwich. You you, know, you crave it. <laughs> you know that's why I cuss. Like, I always at that. That's what they did to me. Then you got to eat that. You got to eat that in the dark. Yeah. Because you proclaimed to be this special, incredible vegan, only this yeah. way, only living this way, yeah. meditate every day. Like, you know, I remember I was dating someone and I said to him, why when you meditate, you get up and you start beefing with me. Mm. He was like, imagine what I would have been. So I'm judging him, right? Mm. Like you, you ain't real. You mm-hmm. ain't you ain't a real. Right. You ain't really about this life, into it. right? And he said, "You imagine what kind of argument it would be if I had to meditate at first. Facts. Good answer. You know, like, but yeah, that's that's what's on my heart. Like, and when I say that's on my heart, that's when when, when y'all see when, when y'all see this uh, content, I will create burning people out here like that. <laughs> that's what I do with it. That's what I do. It's on my heart because I'm a creative. Mm-hmm. So if something bothers me, I'm going to be like, you know what? I'm going to talk about this. I'm going to create a world. I'm going to write this down. I'm going to create a world and really put this into question because I don't think it's helpful to us. Well, I think I was going to say, though, I think this is not just in the healing space. I mean, there's it's in the music industry. It's in the it's in every platform. There's always people who take a shortcut. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's always people who don't have the talent, but they, they figured out the game, the chessboard. And I mean, right. so I think that's like in all areas of of our existence, but, you know. But people out and, here, and they're people abuse, but, but there's something different when you're desecrating the spirit and like, like I don't claim to be anything. Yeah, but see, it's I don't all, claim but, to be anything. I'm, part of it is like, it's all spirit. Like, I think about that yeah. with music, right? Yeah, like, for sure. Music is super fucking influential. Yeah. Right? And so I think about that people, people writing books. I write YA, right? right? Young adult. I think about people who write that, and I'm like, hmm, like that's what we serving up, right? But that's mm. what the, uh, com- the uh, publishers are, are asking for and letting through. And I think we can do better in certain areas. But then I'm like, that's not what, that's not what, you know, uh, is passing through the gates. So I feel like all of it's spirit. See, the, the separation of spirit in one category is yeah, a I very, agree. you know, colonized I, idea. I agree. I think that when we think about spirit and everything, we, I think it's the mastery part, right? Is I love that piece because, and, and there, honestly, for me, there's no such thing as mastery. There's living it yourself. Like I always say, I don't, I don't tell nobody nothing. I don't share nothing with nobody that I haven't Tested on myself, and even then, I say, you know, take it, twist it, apply it, tweak it, however yeah, it take works what for you, right? To you and, and leave, leave the, rest. the rest, right? It's right. not, it's not. But I, I do think the the hard thing, and this happens a lot in my field, is people will like go to classes or learn something, and then they want to apply it. But I don't see how you can apply something you haven't lived or tried. So, like, 
Right. Partly what's different about my course is that like, if you think you're going to show up and just get like a whole bunch of information to then take and test out on other people, that's not what we're doing. You have to do the work during the course in order to understand right. how to, like it literally, you, it don't work. You can't just, just take it and use it. A lot of times though, like, like in the in the wellness space, because that's yeah, pr- sure. primarily what I'm speaking to. Yeah, the wellness space it has yeah. real negative like repercussions in people's yeah. lives. They're yeah. people who are not herbalists. Yes, yes, yes. Giving yes. a bunch of advice that's really messing yeah. up. You know, yeah, people like, tell. and I'm I'm a self experimenter, yes. right? I don't do a lot of telling other people what they need to do. You come, you sick, you want to yeah. ask me, I'm like I'm gonna help you. Yeah. You know, I do a lot of self exper- yeah. experimentation. Yeah, and I and I got a lot. I get a lot wrong. Yes. <laughs> so my experiments, my, 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 my current celery juice experiment, it has its highs and it has its lows. This is the one you that you felt like you hit on point today. Oh, but today now we're seeing aggressive side effects. <laughs> Like my current, the best just in case, forever. in case you're curious, my my current celery juice still being tested. Experiment Side is, may cause is, is, is still being tested. Impression. Still being tested. It's definitely the you know celery juice movement. <laughs> Check that hashtag on Instagram. <laughs> I was scrolling through it for about forty five minutes. This Were week. you? There's a hashtag celery juice movement. You know, you know I was, uh, you know I was scrolling through it. Why? I was looking for the side effects. <laughs> What's this listed? You gonna come? You might come for folks. So you know, I juice celery on an empty stomach first mm. thing in the morning, and you're supposed to juice like sixteen ounces. Ooh. But I was really experiencing some what a, a dear friend pointed out maybe uh, <laughs> detox symptoms. <laughs> um. So. This morning, I added some cucumber mm-hmm. to the mix. After, you know, I searched on the hashtag. I had to right. f- find out yeah. how people yes. are doing this yes. in these streets. Yes. But here's my point. That's your point. Uh, you did the here's research. my point. I was listening to my Instagram gurus, and they may not be leading me the right way. Right, 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 right. You know, instead yes. of going to my naturopath doctor yes. and throwing down that $300. Well, Noni, imagine me, okay, now, I am a licensed marriage family therapist. I don't just throw that down on the card, very on the table, very right. frequently, right? But what that required was a lot of school, right? And then thousands of hours, right? And then a licensing exam that right. spanned six hours, right? And I hadn't, I didn't even put expert mm-hmm. on my shit, and but I would find people, like you said, who just like folks was just coming in for advice. Who would put expert, relationship expert. I was like, damn, I didn't literally seen hundreds of people, <laughs> like oh, you, countless you people, right? Countless family situations, whatever. And I never thought for a, a second to say expert. Well, I don't know why not. But that's my point. I did then. <laughs> I said, fuck that shit. If it's going to be out here like this. I'm gonna have put these put this LMFT behind this shit. But my point was that that's what you're talking about too, right? When people yeah. see the, even the word expert or the word mastery is is very you know watered down in in a space where it's like mass consumer and mass access to different people and different information. So people really yeah. will say, "Oh, this person is good," and they'll look at like the number of followers and the branding and like hey. you know, and it look. is a placebo. I'm sorry, you know, if if you feel it, only hit dog holler. So Yeah, this was only hit that was Noni's heart to heart. 
on her celery juice. <laughs> mixed with cucumber today. We're, so today special. was mixed with cucumber. There's something in a cucumber. Okay. So we're I'm moving I'm, to the main topic. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Lord. Expanding the heart. <laughs> oh, okay. Let me get into my sweet side. Get into your sweet side. You're like those Sour Patch kids. So we're talking today about travel. <laughs> We are talking today about the joy of travel. Yeah, we are. And how it expands us, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Thea, let's jump in. Okay. Let's jump into, honestly, y'all, the reason why we chose travel today is because it's been getting heavy in here. You (laughs) know what I'm saying? We're trying to recover from that R. Kelly episode. It's been been getting kind of heavy. I'm like, Thea, can we talk about some shit that's just like a little bit more light in the ass? we're thinking about like some boats and some planes. Yeah. yeah. Tropical drinks. We're going to tell some of our travel stories. You know what? Are instead we telling of, all of our travel stories? Instead of jumping into the benefits of travel, let's right. jump into a story. Okay, you tell a story. You travel a little more I'm, with me. Okay, I'm going to jump into my trip to the Bahamas. <sighs> Once upon a time. Okay, so I remember I had this is this is one of my number one recommendations out there as a um, relationship expert. <laughs> <laughs> if you break up with somebody, leave town. Take the trip. Travel the trip. as far as That's you some can. Good ass advice. If you are obsessive like me, yeah. Cause I can't really like I'm I'm not too good with breakups. Yeah, with any kind of breakup. Right, right. Bl- blame my daddy. I don't right. know, but look, I don't do good with breakups. You have to leave. I don't do good with endings. Mm-hmm. So I have to completely change my whole environment. environment. Yeah. Okay, yeah. and go somewhere else. Yeah. So I remember I had a you know I had a breakup situation. I had a breakup. It was hard. You know, we back together. We got three kids. (laughs) (laughs) But I had a breakup. And so I decided I was going to go to the Bahamas with my homegirl. She'll remain nameless. Mm -hmm. She know who she is. This homegirl, she's very popular in the Bahamas. Is she? Yeah. She she was to go back and forth to this one part of the Bahamas, not like the main island. It was like the offshoot island. Mm -hmm. And she would turn it up. She would turn it up there. She said she wouldn't go to Bahamas. I was like, I'll go with you. I'll go with you to Bahamas. And when I went there, yeah, the, that breakup kind of melted away. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. you feel that the, the you know, you feel the, the sun. Yes. You see all of the bigger. chocolate men. The world gets bigger. The world gets bigger. Yeah. You know, I had a lot of heartbreak. I remember sitting... Uh, you sitting on the sand with my little Octavia Butler book. Yeah. Probably, I don't remember which one it was. It, it maybe just come out, I don't know. And I just remember sitting there and just, you know, boohooing. But then you look up and, and somebody's bringing you a coconut. And like, what you going to do? How you going to stay sad? How you going to stay sad? You can't. You can't. So for me, that's one of my biggest tips. Like if you, if things aren't going well, first watch The Godfather. Yeah. You know, get that revenge in your heart. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and then... Keep covering. <laughs> then get on, get on a plane and go somewhere really yes. far away. Yes, and change your perspective. Change your whole perspective yes. on it, you know. Yes. And I got to. I, I remember I went to this party in the Bahamas. This, this is also another tip. If you're gonna travel, like party, yeah, but travel right. Don't yeah. travel like a tourist. Yeah, right. Try right, to right. find if you're black, find where the real find black the people, people yes, are. Yes, it's important. And ask them to take you to the real beach. Yes. 
you know, go to the, the real local beach, spots. the local spot. Yeah. And I remember we went to this. It was kind of like a um, it was an outside party. And first of all, this big dude picked me up off of my feet and threw me a, 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 across his shoulders. <laughs> Like it was like Tarzan and Jane Jake, type vibe. I remember hitting him in his back, like "Let me down, let me down." Mm. But this is the point: if you're if you're a black woman, travel anywhere um, foreign to you where there's other black people, and then immediately you'll forget that somebody broke up with you. Immediately, immediately, yeah. because everyone will want you. Yes, that part. Everyone that part, and you don't have to want them back. I don't want nobody back. I didn't. I wasn't trying. I wasn't interested. In nobody in the Bahamas. Was, when you came, yeah. But it was just great that everyone was interested in me. Yeah. Yes. Yes. That they were just throwing me over their shoulders. It is a beautiful giving you tool marriage for proposals. Yeah. Like. Proposals. Yeah. No. Yeah. And then we went out. So we were out at this outside place, and they had these huge speakers. It was like, it was like an open field, and they had set up these like big, like kind of like Jamaican mm-hmm. style, like just. Big, big, big speakers mm. everywhere and just pouring reggae music out and just hundreds of black people black. outside. All black everything. Eating fried fish and just grinding on yep. each other. That yeah. shit was bomb. It was amazing. Yeah. That shit was bomb. I realized when I got to, so when I traveled to Panama mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, that I've talked about that in the past, like what an amazing trip that was for me. But one of my favorite moments was traveling to Rio de Bajo. And uh, it was, that's where black folks are, yeah. you know, in Panama City. Like, you know, and, you know, as soon as you got over there, you was like, these are my, these are my peoples, right? <laughs> like food cooking outside, right? Mm-hmm. Like a beat come on, everybody drop at the same time, you know, right. shoulders moving, hips moving. Packed house party style, club. and it's what you realize is like, oh, this really is us. Like yeah. no matter where you go, this is us. This is how we, yeah, celebrate. This is like the end of the work week. We out here, you know. Yeah, and it just felt so good to experience blackness outside of the United States and yeah. to see how connected. You know, we are like I've never had the desire to learn Spanish because even though my dad spoke Spanish, I was like, that's two colonizer languages. I'd rather learn like a language that's like in danger. Right. Like, you like, wanna, yeah, I want to learn like Wolof. I, I don't want to write something that, you know, could die off. Right. <laughs> but because I know there's so many black people throughout the diaspora that speak Spanish, it made me want to learn it to be able to connect to yeah. all these other people. So I came back and I downloaded Duolingo and I started like listening. Yo, and that's, it makes that, you really want to... That shit is really, really helps you learn how to really speak Spanish. Does. Really, I'm also watching some telenovelas right now. But you know, <laughs> but it really created this feeling of, wow, it's so much bigger, which is the other thing, right? So like, I think a good thing... Americans... We don't travel enough. I think it was like a statistic I saw the other day on National Geographic, like 40% of Americans don't travel outside the U.S., right? And then some of us don't even travel within very much. Yo, I was watching, y'all know I watched The Bachelor. I came out the closet on that. Yeah, you did. I was watching The Bachelor and the dude was like, this is my first time out of the country. Yeah. And he was, but you know, up until last year, I hadn't, I hadn't been out the country. But he was 26 white mm-hmm. man though. Yeah. And he was playing in the NFL. Are you serious? I don't understand that. I don't understand that. Are you serious? But people don't think, you know, we're told a lot. I wish we had my friend, uh, Era on here. Era, Era is like my, 
Era and my friend Dana. So mm-hmm. Dana and her husband, they travel. That's like they love to do it. They run like a little business doing it. They take their baby traveling now. That's like dope. it's beautiful. I mean, and they go everywhere. Like for me, I'm very specific. Like I need to see people of color for real. Like I'm not <laughs> interested in going places where like it's more like Idaho. I can't do it. But shout out to Idaho. But I can't do it. But um But it's not like Idaho in in, in Spain. Right. But they I mean <laughs> but you know, I, I need to see some brown folks for okay. sure. Okay. For me to be interested. Well I in did going. I did go to Scotland. We could talk about I that. I heard but, it's beautiful. Like keep, she went there. keep I'll tell you about it. But tell okay. me about Dana. So you know, and she travels and like because of that expansion and she's because she did that early on, she always was like, I'm not going to stay living here. I think her ultimate goal is actually to live outside the country. Mm. And our other friend, she travels alone and she'll be like, I'm going to be gone for six months with this backpack. And I'll, and, and she she talks a lot about the fear that's instilled in Americans about traveling outside the country, that we're constantly told it's scary and these yeah. bad things are happening. Yeah. And so it really makes people disinterested. And and because of how we're situated, you know, unlike in other spaces where they there's a lot of intra-travel because of how they're connected. They're really close. These countries are smaller and they're closer and they can mm-hmm. go from one place to another in a certain amount of time. Whereas we're here, you go that same amount of time, you're just in another state, yeah. you know? And so I think that's something that we've definitely taken for granted. But when we but when we do travel, there's so much insight into like what people mean by like first world problems and or how we, some of us, idealize, you know, yeah. Um certain spaces. So like when I went to Peru and we got, we had the privilege of traveling and meeting indigenous uh, tribes and groups who were there pre-Inca, you know, mm-hmm. um, who live on Lake Titicaca. It was an amazing, beautiful experience. But what I realized is when I say off the grid, right. You are. bitch didn't know what she was talking about. <laughs> it was, you weren't, it was, you weren't I did ready. not know what I was talking about. Did you, like, did I you was camp, there all the time. But did you camp growing up? Did you ever go camping? No. Okay, Mm-mm. but this was some, this was even it was so cold. <laughs> it was so cold, and I think and, that's the key. And right also, there. it was cold, and it was also like you know, they're staple crops, so you eat the same quinoa. stuff. You were eating quinoa. quinoa and potatoes, which I have not really fucked with <laughs> since since like June, right? You haven't uh, eaten a potato, really? some potato like fries, but like I I really don't have a strong interest in <laughs> like just straight up potatoes. So right if now. I were to bring you a quinoa salad, you that. Would- it would be rough. But tell me, did they prepare the king? I'm sorry. No, it's like, <laughs> there's different ways. The first few days, it was like, this is delicious. This is amazing. Like the first four or five days. And then like by day like six, especially when we were on the islands, because there it's even more limited. Were you eating red and white quinoa? Or were there other colors of quinoa? It's, I don't know. It's quinoa. That's all I can tell you. And I was grateful, but like, but like. It was literally the same thing at a certain point. And because we were, it was definitely more indigenous. So, you know, you ate what was there, you know? Right. As opposed to being in the city parts of Peru or, or in the more urban parts. So, you know, by the time we could, I couldn't even look at it. I couldn't even look at quinoa for like a couple months. But I just say that to say, like, you know, there's certain things you had to have been born in that yeah. to really have the. Stamina and the temperament. I mean, we did great, but we also were like, we have idealized a lot of things. We were born a certain way in a certain place, and that has conditioned us. It would make it really difficult for us to transition to other ways of life. Now, what we can incorporate are the values. So Mm -hmm. I brought back a lot of the values. You know, I, I, I... 
how they worked communally, the economic uh, community there, um, the beautiful, beautiful arts and things like that. So those things, I was like, okay, there's a way that I can off the grid myself in terms of values and in terms of like incorporating like cooperative living, but that doesn't necessarily mean I have to go live on an island off of Lake Titicaca. Yeah. Yeah. But I had to do that to know that about it. That's to stop idealizing it and figure out how I could create that sort of community feel in my own space that I was born in. Yeah. I'm t- I mean, I've traveled a lot of different kinds of places. I'm thinking about like, have I ever, I don't know if I've ever like lived super off the grid in any place. I think like I've been able to travel and go and stay with folks where it was like not baller at all, right, right. you know, like. Having to eat the same things every day and like we're talking about con- we're talking about huts, yeah, yeah. I'm talking about huts. I mean, I don't know. I guess it doesn't. But but yeah, you remember like I have a white family and they made me go like you know mm-hmm. voluntarily it go so go camping outside all the time. So I, I mean, I feel you. I just would have to experience it. Yeah, my, but I'm glad I did. Like you know, no electricity, no yeah. heat, like yeah. the like the real. Yeah, and um. But I'm glad I did because it let me stop sort of fantasizing about these other ways of life and start to think about how to change mine. Mm, you know what I that's mean? That's pretty interesting. Yeah. Kind of almost like like folks may fetishize. Like, Absolutely. Fetishize what they consider to be like living off the land. We do it all the time. We do it with we do it with Africa. You know, we'd be like, oh, if we was in Africa, this we don't know. We don't know. Right. And And like... Every place has its own stuff going on too, right? So that's the other thing you realize is, okay, they may not have this issue, but they got this issue. I mean, I I thought that was pretty interesting. I remember, you know, I spent some years traveling to South Africa. I went like three times and I would stay every time for at least two to four weeks Mm -hmm. or sometimes even longer. And um, one thing that I always thought was interesting is like people being like, well, South Africa isn't real Africa. Mm. You know, like because it was there's so much um, like Johannesburg and Cape Town is so incredibly developed mm-hmm. and that there's also such a presence of white people yeah, yeah, there yeah, and like yeah. them saying, oh, this isn't the real Africa. Yeah, like, yeah. But but one thing as a black person traveling to majority black country, you know, I got to experience the feeling of, of finally feeling at peace. Yes. Relaxed. Yeah. To feel like, oh, okay, like the it's feeling beautiful. the feeling when you take your bra off, yes. the feeling when you unbutton yes. your pants. Yes. The feeling when you take off your shoes. The, the feeling like right mm-hmm. after the orgasm mm-hmm. and then you're just like in in the huh. It's oh, wasn't yeah. wasn't that wonderful. Yeah. That feeling of connectedness. I remember we were like in this room. Now the the travel that I've done to South Africa was all based around like creative projects. Mm-hmm. And this is one thing I wanted to share, like I think that oftentimes we think about travel as a vacation mm-hmm. when I also have really as a creative person, as an artist, looked at travel more so like, how can I do my art other places? Yeah, absolutely. How can I build relationships mm-hmm. to go be creative? You know, like I have my eyes on like yeah. wanting to go to Nigeria and like mm-hmm. really do a film there. Mm-hmm. Like that's something that I've put out into my universe mm-hmm. What I want to experience, mm-hmm. right? They have such a like wonderful film 
rich film culture in Nigeria mm-hmm. and wanting to have that experience of going there and learning from folks mm-hmm. and the whole different kind of film industry that's there. Mm-hmm. And I think like we don't often think we think I'm going to go to Nigeria for vacation. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go tonight or I have a friend that's Nigerian mm-hmm. and she's going to take me to stay with her her family. Mm-hmm. But I think that there there are ways to say I want to go to Nigeria. Let me try to contact some production mm-hmm. companies and send them my reel mm-hmm. and let create them know. Something. Yeah, you can create opportunities for mm-hmm. yourself in other countries. So that's what I did in South Africa is really create an opportunity to go work and to go create and to go build and collaborate with folks, right? So to me, that that experience was so um, edifying mm-hmm. in that I've started to, not only was I in a country full of black people, but I was surrounded by black artists mm-hmm. in another country. Like I was surrounded in, in conversations with folks. That, I mean, this some of these relationships I made back in 2000 yeah. and I still have those relationships yeah. today. Like the expansion that it, of, you know, we have listeners in South Africa. Right, right. Like that's from me really Deciding, yes. like, I want to expand yes. my horizons and and go further out, you know. And it and I would, if I were South African, I would feel offended. Like mm-hmm. that shit is real Africa. Mm-hmm. Like it feels like home. Mm. It feels like oh, all of these folks laugh like me, and all yes. of these folks yes. think the same shit. I think is funny and are just as loud or quiet as I am. But like, and that that's you that's pretty universal, right? That there's a universal black experience that mm-hmm. like it there is you, when you you said it, there's just like something about looking around and seeing people that look like you in in like you like know. not like in pockets or like if you drive down this street, right? But like everywhere, right? Like yeah. running the businesses and doing this and doing that. It's a it definitely for me, healed some things. And I feel like I there's a before and after for me in terms of how I um, wear my blackness. It, it, it's like, it's more intrinsic. It's more inside than it, than it, than yeah. it is like something I wear on the outside. Well, there's a different kind of black pride that yes. exists outside of this country. And then it's almost like it becomes a part of you too. Yeah. I remember though, when you all went to South Africa, when, mm-hmm. when, when I got y'all to talk to me about it, when you came back, cause I was supposed to go, but I got pregnant. Bless the babies, oh. <laughs> bless the babies. But I remember they talked about you all doing an exercise. You sat in a circle yeah. and you had to do three words that describe you. And it was the South African women and then it was the the, Afri- the black American women. And that Ooh, the black the American women, y'all was, they were mostly writing like black, woman, strong, like very. Right. And the South African women were writing like compassionate, <laughs> creative. <laughs> Like a human fucking being. Like a human being. But that told me so much, (laughs) right? It told me so much about where we put, where we feel like we have to put our energy. And also, I would say traveling outside also made me realize how influential black Americans have been that we don't. So here we feel like the lowest of the low, but outside of here, we're extremely seen as influential. And I remember when traveling Panama, talking to my dad's friends and they tell me that, you know, the things that they were experiencing that they didn't have a name for, a word for, they got the language through our civil rights movement, right? So watching us, they learned how to organize for their rights, for the diggers and for the um, Afro-Antillians that had come over to work on the canal because they didn't have a language for that. They didn't know what it was. Um, right. And or the first time that we 
said black, they were like, oh, that's what that's what we are here because they were immigrants, you know, to Panama yeah. working on this canal. They weren't necessarily liked um, in a lot of by the white people that were yeah. there or by the people who were there before. So they and they also had come out of slavery. So this, their identity was still very up in the air in a lot of ways. Yeah, so the, hearing the, the word black yeah. and feeling connected yeah. to what was happening here, that to me, that was also empowering because I'm not always used to hearing. I'm used to things about us that are positive being co-opted and then commodified, but not necessarily being accredited with it oh, the yeah. way we are outside. Yeah. I mean, one of the, you know, working working with Black Lives Matter, one of the things that like really resonated was like, hey, you know, this Black Lives Matter phrase is so much bigger than this particular yes. movement in the yeah. States, how it resonates yes. across the globe and how it yeah. impacts people across the across the globe. Mm-hmm. That's what struck me so much in South Africa was the black consciousness movement that was happening here yeah. and how it informed them yeah. and how it informed their struggle. Like that to me was like... Because when you really think about it, black Americans really reconnected the diaspora and mm-hmm. invested... Right, invested, like sent money and resources and travel to help people throughout the diaspora in their efforts in different ways. You know, another thing I remember learning in South Africa was um, about love in a different way Mm -hmm. because a lot of the traditional languages there don't have a word for like. Mm -hmm. It was just, I remember, you know, this is my 20s. I was out here. You know, I was out here being adored. And so I would go places and and some man would look at me and be like, I love you. And I was like, what do you (laughs) you you mean? mean? He's like, I I love you. I love you. And I was like, you're like, there's no We just met. We just met a couple hours ago. But I love you. I'm like, no, (laughs) you don't. But yes, you do. do. That really expanded my heart. Mm. That really expanded my heart to learn like, Oh, there isn't this middle ground where you're trying to figure out if yes. you're feeling somebody. Yes. It just either is or it isn't. Yes, yes. You just love. But like Also in Peru, it was interesting to hear stories about like Pachamama and stories about the earth. For sure. And hearing that and knowing the maybe, uh, you know, West African version of that story and how, how they are exactly the light that they change, you know, a name yeah. right here, but hearing the parallels in all the stories. And so one of the, one of my favorite moments was we were supposed to um, work. And when I say work, y'all. <laughs> you work in the land. <laughs> we work the land. <laughs> they, we were doing a, it was a service learning trip. We were helping them to, basically, we didn't know the project that we got there, construct a building. Mm. And, and mind you, there were no like, real tools like like things to haul things with there was like wheelbarrow there was you know a thing you put the cement there's one cement mixer that had just got donated were you traumatized <laughs> it was, why your face look like it's that? all good it's all good it's learning experience you're like there was, and we there were was no hauling, wheelbarrow <laughs> we were hauling at one point we were hauling the biggest rocks not even like cinder blocks the biggest rocks we could find and mud and dirt we were hauling these from two different areas to be used to construct these walls. A so, site. Right. So we got there and it was pouring rain. And they, you know, we, <laughs> we was not conditioned for such things, right? So 
We, it was pouring rain. Travel to learn how American you truly are. Not just American, Los Angeles. <laughs> right. So you talk about rain. Somebody from Portland's like, I got this day out there hauling. But LA's like, ooh, when is this going to let up? Right. <laughs> so it was raining and it was cold. I mean, it was really, it was really rough because we're right on Lake Titicaca. And Lake Titicaca is like an ocean. It's huge. It's huge. Mm. Right. And it's cold and it's really powerful and beautiful. So there's a lot of energy. And so the second morning we get up to work and I was like, this is not going to work. I was like, you know, like I knew I could, I recognized Oshun's presence. I recognized Oya's presence. And I was like, we going to have to give like some kind of offering of some sort. Right. So I had brought honey and the people there had never had honey. Mm. So, um, I was planning that morning on my own to go just do like a little offering to Pachamama to into the, to the, to the lake just on my own, like, can we please get this rain under control long enough for us to do this work? Because the rest of us ain't going to make it. Right. And um, they invite, they were like, no, do it here. We want to do it too. And so I ended up doing it with everybody. Language, and it's, they don't, that wasn't even Spanish. They speak, um, um, mm, I'm, I'm blanking on the language, but they don't even, it's an indigenous language. They don't okay. speak, um. Spanish. And so it was beautiful. Everybody had honey. Mm. Everybody joined in the prayer, right? And it was just like this universality that was instant, right? That honestly could could happen here, but can't happen here because of so many things that have happened and don't get dealt with. But the best part was when I went to take the honey to uh, to Oshun, to the water... (laughs) They were like, where's she going with the honey? Like, you know, <laughs> how much does she want for the honey? Like, they wanted, they didn't understand. Like, she's giving it away, right? Um, but it was, it was like this universal moment of like, wow, I can be black and connect with people all over the world. But here, here I can't seem to make that happen that it's, way. It's right? strange. Like, I was just thinking about too. That that's strange. It does feel like. It does feel like that. You can't always. Like, I remember being. I was at study like abroad in Mexico. I think that's such a great option for people mm-hmm. who are younger, like mm-hmm. to study abroad and to really see more of, yeah. of Earth in yeah. a really like cost efficient yeah. way. Yeah. And studying in Mexico for I think it was like five weeks or something mm-hmm. like that. And I got to travel every weekend throughout Mexico and like go to different mm-hmm. different places. But you know the place I was staying. You know, in Puebla, there mm-hmm. were not at the time. This was years ago, but at the time, there were not a lot of black people. Yeah, most of them are in Veracruz, aren't they? By the water. Mm, well, in Costa Chica, mm-hmm. there are like yeah, Veracruz by the water, black folks. That's yeah. what other thing I know. Black people was always by the water. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but it was my weird thing about in in Mexico was like I felt at home, mm-hmm. but. I was being treated as if I wasn't at home. Mm. And that was strange to me. Mm. Like I was being treated like an alien because mm-hmm. I would like get on the bus and like, you know, I'm trying to go to like the Sokolo or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I would like look up and then everyone on the bus is looking, like looking at me. At and, like, and then I feel like some little tiny mm-hmm. fingers reaching in my hair <laughs> and I'm like, turn around. Like, like what's, going oh, what's up? Like mm-hmm. what? It is like a little baby. Like, it's, it's like, cool. I'm like, it's cool because you're a baby. Right, only because you're a baby. <laughs> you know, but that whole, the whole um, uh, anti-black racism yeah, that, yeah. that comes with traveling. And there's and like, like a million black people yeah. native to Mexico. 
I mean that one but, of the but things it's I kind was, of concentrated. But Google one of the things I was studying when I was there was about the African presence yes. in Mexico yeah, and. Yeah. Like one thing I learned was that when the revolution happened, there were just as many yes. black people as there were Spanish. Yes, you know, and there's all a ton of reasons why. Like, yeah, but mostly having to do with the freedom of the of the body to like erase the mm-hmm. blackness to mm-hmm. be able to be a free person and not a slave. Yeah. Like yeah. those those were like really big factors. Yeah. But the constant denial of any black presence or Yeah, influence. I mean from everyone right. but but going to the pyramids yes. in Mexico <laughs> right, and like right. and not, going to the pyramids yeah. in, in um Monte Alban and Teotihuacan and like seeing myself. Yes. I'm like, yo, this this this, come on, y'all! Like, yeah. like let's come on! Like, yeah. let's be real! Yeah! Like, this looks like, like this looks like me dead ass right here! Like, everything. Come on. There's so much. The, the book they were there before Columbus, and this is why I feel like it's important for me to travel the diaspora before I travel anywhere else, because I I I very fascinated by the black presence pre colonization, mm. and and sometimes I think the only way you're going to really understand history on any level is to leave. <laughs> United States yeah. and every country you know that's been colonized you have to go deeper than the history that's presented because then you're getting Spanish the Spanish version or you're getting the you know British version or whatever but but really hearing the history from the people the local people there really opened your eyes to like how much we don't know about spaces there's um a documentary I'm taking my daughters to at the Pan-African Film Festival called um I might mess this up. Cimarronaje de Panama about the Cimarrones in Panama, mm. which are the ones who were there pre-colonization, right. and and the Maroons. We talk about the Maroons, mm. Jamaican. Yeah, yeah I love them. We love them. Love it. Yes. that's the that's the mood I'm in today. Yeah, that's the mood. Maroon. That's the mood. And the um <laughs> and so like my daughters were like really like wow like that's you know and it's like how would we we wouldn't know this but I'm a part of a group a Facebook group that's uh, Encuestro. Um, diaspora Afro And it's like Basically all the This woman I love her She She's Panamanian And she puts out Information about From all over The diaspora Through this Facebook page And that's mm-hmm. how I found out About this um, Documentary This documentary But again Like we We don't really Think about the Blackness Outside of this space And it's such It's so beautiful To see How Partly Okay say you were In a space That was not like a white centered space, like say the West Indies in a lot of spaces, you are really kind of able to rebuild something that has a lot of you in it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? But the more you have the influence of different colonizers that were still present, the less of you, you were able to actually see, see accredited to you. Like you get the credit for it. Yeah. Um, But the influence is there, right? Like, so we know about the African influence in Panama, both through the canal and before. Right. But we still got to fight for right. an Afro-Panamanian museum, right. right, to recognize that right. so many diggers, black people did yeah. this, right? So that's still... My mom just got back from there, though. Did she from Panama? Yeah. Oh, did she? She just went down there and she was singing. Like, I need to catch up with her about... The her Pope experience. was there. Yeah. Yeah, recently. Yeah, he so. was there recently, mm-hmm. but she she had a really good time. I love your, it. Your I want to go people, back. Your people took good care yeah. of my mom. I want to go back. <laughs> I want to go back every chance I get, which is, I think... How you start to feel when you travel. I think you're right, though. You should start with the diaspora. Because I did go to Scotland. And honestly, <laughs> I looked around. I was like... It was a lot. I looked around. I was like, this cute. That's a pretty hill. 
And then I just went to the bar and I just got I just yeah, drank scotch yeah, for like yeah. for like five days. That was my trip to Scotland. Yeah. Look at some beautiful scenery, drink scotch. I just don't need that in my life. I need I to mean see. no no offense to yeah. the Scottish. It's it's nothing to do with you. It's it, all to do with what but we But there's need. some but but now when I think back, I'm like, there's a bunch of like really dope, like earth based yeah. like Things I could have probably gotten yes, into yes, and like yes. really learned You'd about. You'd have to go there specifically for that. But if you're starting off traveling. I mean, I was there you're for. You're first a, going to really learn about. I was there for a theater conference. Yeah. So I was just like, <laughs> these are some nice castles. Right. That's a cool hill. Let me get this scotch though. Let me get this scotch. Man, they got some great scotch. I used to love scotch and I drank the best <laughs> Scotch and whiskey of my life. It was my you, my brother. He loved the Netherlands. Really? Yeah. I heard the Netherlands is bomb. Though. And and said Iceland is absolutely beautiful. That is a place I do want to go just because Iceland of the beauty. Is, I heard yeah. it's just like spectacular that to is, see. It's like a and I am a nature person, so I really I can go, but that's a separate. I have to go with that mindset that I'm going for. Well, before, the beauty of the earth type before, thing. I want to say, you know, the, a few of these these facts that we got <laughs> about travel facts. before we, yes. we wrap it up. The benefits of travel. Travel makes you healthier. Absolutely. This study found that women who vacation at least twice a year show a significantly lower risk of suffering a heart attack. This Jesus. included men too. I did it because I'm about to. I'd love yeah, to men too. Paste this to Mark. <laughs> they, it was the same study for okay, men. Okay. Wow. Travel relieves stress. Three days yes, after yes. taking a vacation, travelers report feeling less anxious, more rested, and in a better mood. And it can linger for weeks. Let me tell you about this. Tell do you know me. why this is important? Tell me. People do these staycations. Yeah. And you don't get real rest. When you're on the staycation? Nah. You I want- at least got it. To me, you ain't got to go out the country, but you can go a city over. You, you need to just change your surroundings. I, I do want to say, though, like, I do, I, I'm a... Since I started having children, I yeah. traveled a ton, as yeah. I've talked about here. Yeah. But before, when I started having children, like I stopped traveling as yeah. much, yeah. so I haven't been doing a bunch of international right. travel. Right, but I can do more local yes, travel. Yes, absolutely. But my, our family, I mean, important, and because you unplug, yes. you're completely it's a change of environment. Like when we think about it on its simplest form, because we've talked about a lot here about international travel. Yeah. But I really think exactly what you're talking about. It's really about not being in a being out of your comfort zone, being out of a familiar environment is considered travel. If you just get a hotel by the beach and that's 20 yeah. minutes from your house, it's travel because it's you're not constantly coming psychologically into contact with those same everyday things yeah, that are associated with your stress. It's a great yeah. break. So staycation can be local, but it shouldn't be in your house. It should no, I don't that's yeah. not a staycation. Exactly. But some people do. They just Consider being off of work a vacation. And oh, you honestly, need to get an Airbnb. It's a, right. Or like, it's a change of environment that makes it really Do a quick. house swap with the homies. House swap is a I good mean, idea. I think that there's a really good thing. There's a privilege to this that we yeah. haven't discussed. Yeah. yeah. There's a privilege of not having enough money right. to travel, not having right. access to a passport, maybe not even being um, eligible to yeah. get a passport or eligible to travel. Yeah. I have a bunch of family that are immigrants. Right. You know, they're, right. they're lots of different issues when you're an immigrant or a child of an immigrant or whatever that your papers aren't straight and you can't travel but I I think like I really learned how to do those short trips like I went to a short trip to Joshua Tree (sighs) Sedona a day trip like 
um, I, we do overnight. Like yeah. I'm about to but do. But I mean, if, even if money Diego. can't let you do overnight, yeah, yeah. I told people, trip. I told students because you know students tend to be strapped for cash. Yeah. So I've said, listen, if you can get on the metro mm-hmm. and ride to a city you don't know, right, and Yelp best pizza place, right. And just go to that pizza place and then get back on the metro because you've changed your environment. Really, the thing about it is most, you know, people get stuck in a six block radius. They get stuck with what's familiar. And so really it's about like even just if you go a city over, if you've never been to Rancho Cucamonga, right, then to you, Rancho Cucamonga is brand new. Hey, don't go to Rancho Cucamonga. <laughs> but you know what I'm saying. My point is that. My point is that if you go okay, and you look a, up a pizza there's place. A, there's a great. A in Rancho Cucamonga, you can find an amazing cheesecake factory. <laughs> go there. <laughs> if you don't live there, that's new to you, right? We're just traveling is just shaking it up, changing yeah, I mean, the surroundings. I mean, I mean kind of in Rancho Cucamonga. I'm not going to lie. I be I be chilling in Ranch Cucamonga. I remember the first time I heard that. I said, like, "What is that?" And travel enhances creativity. I'm noticing I'm really passionate right now about creativity. Yes, you are. Foreign experiences thing. increase both cognitive flexibility and depth and integrativeness of thought. The ability to make deep connections between disparate forms. That's a that's a heavy sentence. Right. And foreign doesn't have to mean international, like we were just saying. Mm-mm. But it, giving your brain some new opportunities new to expand. New stimulation. That's mindfulness, right? Like, they say, like, say you take the same train route every day. You're supposed to notice something new on that route every day because that increases mindfulness. Really? So if or you t- notice something new about your partner every day, that increases mindfulness. It's the same idea, right? That just, it uses a different synapse in the brain. It uses a different part of the brain to just notice something different, which is why there's that little change, right? That little yeah. venture outside is so impactful. Travel boosts happiness and satisfaction. Um, people also experience a direct increase in happiness just from planning a trip. Mm-hmm. This is very true. So therapeutically, what I tell people to do, especially if they're in a rut, right? So you say you're in the middle of the school semester, because I work with a lot of college students. Yeah. You know, that shit can feel long. Yeah. Right? And they'll be like, oh, I got eight more weeks, right? So what I'll tell them is plan something for the last week. Mm-hmm. Plan something for as soon as you get out. Plan a trip now. And do something once a week to Kinda plan for ready. that trip. Right. Yeah. And so having something to look forward to definitely boosts that happiness it's and can so, get you out of a rut. It's so exciting. And I like to do it even if I like to do it for no special occasion. Yeah. No, you you y'all are good about that. <laughs> y'all are good about that. I'm we just, not so much. Our shit, we gotta plan for like a I'm while. Just, it's 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 more. I am planning Bali next let year. Let me though. let me tell you though, if you put it out there, just go back to yes. the very beginning. Yes. Hey, yes. hey, what you want to do today? Hey, hey, things will line up for you. Absolutely. Because we got we got these four tickets to Legoland for the price of one. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. I wasn't looking. Well, this year I'm going. Legoland to came looking for me. Ghana, back to Panama, <laughs> probably Miami. I'm already claiming those things. Don't act. I don't need to know the how. I just know it's happening. Okay. I plan to leave the country at least twice a year. Okay. Well, travel. Lovers. But I'm just saying it. I ain't got no plan yet. Oh. <laughs> but I'll need one. Uh, is my point. Travel lowers the risk for depression. A study from the Marshfield Clinic in Wisconsin found that women who vacation at least twice a year. That's what I said. Are less likely to suffer from depression. I leaving last year. So let me just tell you a little bit. I have kids. 
I put off traveling because I have kids. I thought I would have to take everybody with me. When am I going to be able to afford that? Like a lot of negative thinking around it, a lot of blockages Mm -hmm. like we were talking about that I was creating in my own mind. When I finally said, I'm going to Panama, everything aligned for me to go to Panama from the hotel, passport, everything was super easy. And then I said, also the year before I said, Next year, I'm going to travel outside the country. That was even before I decided to go to Panama. Well, I got a call to chaperone a trip to Peru, all expenses paid. Mm. Amazing. Right. Just by saying it. So in that year, I left the country twice after having never left the country. You better tell them how to manifest. Manifest. You better tell them how That's to how manifest. You so you just got, like when I say I'm going to Bali next year for my birthday in 2020, I've been saying that for five years. Are and you, I mean it. Are you a guru? I, I am. I am a guru. <laughs> On a journey with you together as lifelong learners. I'm going to stop being an asshole. Okay, let's wrap this up. What's, uh, what's your words from the heart? My words from the heart uh, comes from St. Augustine. The world is a book and those who do not travel read only a page. Mm. I love that. And then they start... Selling that page for $1,200 as an expert. Well, my word from the heart is from the the great prophet Bob Marley. You're running and you're running and you're running away. You're running and you're running and you're running away. But you can't run away from yourself. Can't run away from yourself. Thanks for rocking with us, y'all. Have a good one.